just like showing that. Like he's supposed to be interviewing about like, you know, triple homicide down at the street. And he's like, hi, I'm Dennis McGonagall on location down here. We got a triple murder, blah, blah, blah. And uh, then you have Elliot. Huh? No, I don't know if they were good or bad boys. We just got here on the scene. Eh? I mean, I, I think I might have some eminent. No, I guess I ate those in the car. <laughs> I'm a bad boy? And then they're just like, don't you want to know about the, uh, and like point over your shoulder, and then you cut back to him on the studio, and then just moves on to the next thing. <laughs> so what it is, the man on the street is just wasting someone's time. And we could probably film those easy peasy, just like in front of like a tree or in front of like a place and just have like the neck up interview Mailbox. and shit like that. I'll Ooh. come up with silly names for everybody. Damn, I wonder if I could trap a delivery, like an Amazon delivery person or a, US, a no, USPS person. Huh? No, for real, do it. My fucking mailman. He is a fucking G. He has a hand grenade tattooed on his arm. I bet he's cool. He's pretty fucking cool, dude. His name's Brent. And he fucking has Total like, Brent. He gets a Christmas card every year yep. from me of the two dogs on the picture. And he has it up in his visor all the time, dude. What a guy. Brings some treats. Has three cans of bear mace on his fucking bag, dude. We should be recording this. I've been recording. Oh. Dude, That's Brent why. is a fucking J, dude. That's something like, I wish you were talking into the mic more. Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'm high. Oh, fuck, dude. So what I was going to ask you since you're starting a union job, did you get a pair of pants yet with a little loop in it? Not yet. Can't wait for that to come, dude. I do have to get a tool belt though, and it, it's gonna carry all the wrenches and stuff. Fuck yeah, dude! I'm gonna have it at least on this belt. Have it. I'll have at least three or four wrenches on my person at a time, and a 25 foot tape measure, and a Leatherman knife, among other knives. Uh huh. And a, mad sick knives. And a harness. You're gonna have to have something to carry all your like blowtorch and shit too. Yeah, it de- it depends on what I'm actually doing. If I'm connecting or pin driving or oh, whatever. Sick helmet you can put stickers on and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Totally gonna Ones put. That say, like juicy. Yeah. Shit like that. I I, I definitely want to get stickers from those like fifty cent like. Yeah. Dispenser exactly. things from diners. Yeah, it's like dog gone. I love you, and it's a picture of a dog with a heart around it. Like I'm that. I'm thinking of the bejeweled like angel. Like I could oh, be your. Shoot. I could be your angel or your devil. Italian princess. Exactly. <laughs> Opa. Oh, that was Greek. Whatever the fuck. Whatever. That's dude. all the same. <laughs> but just like, you know, everybody's like, oh, I'm going to put my boy's band on there. Nah, fuck that. Only shit you get out of the cream game at a Chinese buffet. Yes. Damn, now I just want Chinese buffet. The day is young. I got a question. This is a question I've been thinking about for a while. When is it ever going to be okay for people to say to their friends, look, I really don't give a shit about, shit about your baby. <laughs> I hope so. God damn it. Like you, like you have those friends that are like new parents and like, um, they got a story for you and shit like that. And they're just like, they start talking to you about their kids unprompted, unsolicited. And it's always like the most boring go nowhere stories. Like, mm-hmm. ah, Getting bigger. Like, of course, they're, they're babies. They're fucking growing. And then you're just like, I didn't want all this information this morning. I don't give a fuck. They double in size every year. I think you should only be able to talk about your kids. Until, first off, it's before they reach the age of, I'll say, let's say 10. 8. Let's go to 8. Let's be nice about it. You're only allowed to talk to somebody about your kid if they ask you. About their kid. And Agree. Even then, you're going to run to the times where you was like, oh, how's the family? And you're like, well, you know, my wife says this, this, and then the kid. I'm like, no, 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 no. I, just the wife. That's fine. Just tell me about her. <laughs> because, I th- and the reason I say eight, is around eight is when you really start fucking yapping and know what you're talking about. So, hmm. and actually developing your personality. Oh, you mean the person, the, the kid does? The kid, yes. Yeah. So you gotcha. start, you know, you know, babbling on and. They actually start making sense, and a, you can hold a conversation with them. Definitely, you know, and they actually have like somewhat of a, an outside life, you know, and shit like that. Then your kid actually has like stories, not like "Hey, you rolled over again today." Like, who Opi- fucking cares? Dude? Or opinions. But you're like, "Yo, I was driving with the kid the other day, and he said up the raw," <laughs> and you're like, "What?" <laughs> he said, "No, I meant I want to go to Dunkin' Donuts." You know, it's like, 
something like that. Like other than that, you shouldn't be able to talk about your kid unless it's someone's like, "Hey, how's your son or daughter or whatever?" Yeah, definitely not unprompted. I don't how's love the ba- how's the baby. I don't love unpro- unprompted child talk because it all also becomes a lot of the same. No oh, matter yeah. no matter who it is, like the kids the, are aren't interesting yet. No, I mean babies. Un- unless a kid, God forbid, has like some kind of crazy medical ailment, which then you're like, okay, tell that, me, yeah, it's how's that take, going? Concern takes over, yeah. But if everything's all ship shape, it's like it's all pretty much the same. Yeah, like uh, the only thing that could be remotely interesting is like when you when you really start talking, like one and a half, two, something like that, or I even think. start where you're like, oh, his first word was you know the n word. You're like, <laughs> all right, that's a good story. Tell me that one. You know, like when did that pop out? Hopefully at the line of Popeyes, but <laughs> it's just like, yeah, like your kid's not talking yet. All it's doing is rolling it over, shitting, puking, sucking titty. It's like, nah, save it. Wait till that kid actually does some cool shit. Or like, better yet, wait like till- you gave a stone cold stunner to some kid in the playground. Like that's a sick story. Tell me that better. Even better. Uh, until the kid's like three, don't talk to me at all. Just focus on the kid. <laughs> Just focus on the kid, and then when and when you start coming around again, when when it's out of infancy and like yeah. starting to be a toddler, it's walking. Yeah. When a kid, I, I think when a kid starts walking, then you can be give me the highlights. Like, oh, you should have seen it when he was sick. When they were six months, they or eight months or nine months or whatever, they said their first word, and it was fuck or yeah. like like oh, he took he took his first steps at one and a half. It was fucking. That's the kind and of. And then he fucking like grinded a rail. Yeah. Like, okay, that's a good story. <laughs> Hell yeah. Other than that, it's like, all right, let me get yeah. Then you know what, Molly? Like he graduated first grade. Like, did did he? Someone gonna hold a crayon? <laughs> fucking dork ass kid. Did he? And also, did he? Did he? Oh, did he? How did he do on his final? <laughs> did, did he Pray cram t- for weeks beforehand? <laughs> Pray tell. <laughs> Elephant, hippo. Nice. Nailed it, dude. You're going to the second grade. But I also think there should be a filter on social media to edit out baby pictures. Yeah, I'm, I'm not crazy about them. They all, again, look start to look the same. Yeah. I sound like an insensitive dickhead because I don't have kids and don't want them, but... Babies all look the same. Guess what? The only thing you can tell by looking at a baby is, that's a black baby. <laughs> that's a white baby. <laughs> and even sometimes then you're wrong. Uh-huh. You know? It's like, yeah, other than that, it's, like, it's a fucking baby. Nine times out of ten, they're all cute. Unless it's born one of those weird ass like lip set or set, hair lips. Hair lip, hair lip. Like that, that cleft palate. Or it's like born with a full set of teeth. But then again, you also have a story if that's the case. Yeah, dude, uh, he was chomping. Dude, he just came out and was like clack clack clack. And I was like, what the what fuck? the fuck? Is there a tiny horse here? Like, nah, it's that dude's teeth, bro. Nah, that's little Alphonse. And I think, <laughs> yeah, you should have a filter like you can add. It just says like, I don't want to look at any kids. Oh, I wish, and I think, God. And I think if you don't click it, it's going to ask you, are you sure, like two or three times. And if you keep saying, yes, I still want to see pictures of kids, it puts you on a watch list. Definitely as, flag. As, as a potential pedophile. Yeah, per, a person of interest. Yeah, it's like, here, here, look, show me the baby when it's first born. Sure. One picture. Good job. And I'll take one every year on his birthday. One. T- he's- That's cool. He's four today. Nice. Good. Sick, dude. That's a great age to turn after three. He's four. It's my favorite. You know, you don't want to fucking die or skip a year somehow. No, first but, he turned five, then he's four. What? Like, he makes his own rules, dude. How does that work? He makes his own rules. <laughs> but, yeah, that's like, I don't give a shit. Though, I, like, I think I would, like, take pictures of the wrong, like, yo, Look how fucking stupid and awkward my kid looks at 12, like when we all look stupid and awkward. Like, look at his dildo. He's got a bit, still has the big, huge, little kid forehead. Yeah, it's like, look at his... But it's skinny. He's got an overbite and a bowl cut. His teeth are all spaced out weird. You're like, fuck yeah, look at his... Look at this goof. Dude, And then you say, take that picture and talk about how goofy he looks. So, like, when you show him on, like, the day he graduates high school or college or whatever, and he's actually, like turned into what he's supposed to turn into yeah. <laughs> you're like yo this this dildo used to like this and now it looks like an actual like productive member of society <laughs> look how ill-fitting his clothes are <laughs> he looks so silly <laughs> look how greasy he is dude look at that shit his clothes aren't even clean <laughs> what like, an asshole they like, like yeah my daughter remember how fucking stupid her overbite was I actually like that one dude from Beetlejuice and <laughs> 
It's like, look at her now. She has normal straight teeth. I paid for them, but dude, aren't they sick? <laughs> yeah, it was $7,500. <laughs> and it took two years. And I still keep finding those little rubber bands all around. Ugh. But look, she's not a fucking mongoloid anymore. Uh. Oh, Did you ever you. have braces? Yeah. Oh, God, I hated it. Yeah, I, and I fucked up. Because I had to wear them for like a fucking year and a half. Which is long as hell. I had them for two and a half. And uh, I got them, like... I got them off, and they're like, well, you need to wear a retainer for a year. And I was like, nope. I did my time. <laughs> exactly my what tour I did. My duty is over. <laughs> exactly. And the thing is, my teeth are nice and straight. They look great, but I didn't wear the retainer, and my bottom row in the front went crooked again. It's a bottom row. Who cares? I just blame it on the fact that I had wisdom teeth after I had braces. I also had that. Yeah. I was like, well, they pushed it forward. It's their fucking fault. I, uh, yeah. I had me refusing to wear that fucking retainer yeah they were crowded because of the fucking uh wisdom teeth i wish i whizzed them out dude my fucking chomps before i had braces were brutal mm. oh like a handful of car keys dude <laughs> it was fucking just awful like <laughs> i had buck teeth he looked like he bite people <laughs> i had i had i had these big buck teeth when i was like a baby and when i was about two and a half some kid pushed me off on a bike and my two front teeth fell out. The baby teeth. Like, they died, you know, they got all gray and nasty. So they had to get yanked. And I didn't get, like, replacement teeth for, like, five years. So I just had this gap in the front of my mouth for, like, five years. Damn. So the teeth all grew and all weirdly spaced out and crooked. Yeah, my fucking mouth was an atrocity. And then when the fucking, uh, the, the teeth grew in after baby teeth. They were like all small and shit compared to the rest of my gigantic goofball teeth. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was a fucking mess. I had a tooth. This canine right here, see how it's like kind of big? Yeah. When it came in, it came in like up here yeah, well, in my gum. That. Yeah. And I had to get a uh, one of the brace, like the little square put on it. And it had to be eventually tightened down yeah, over cool. time with a chain. A fucking that it, shit hurt. It fucking sucked ass. I hated it. When you had to go, it was it? I think it was every month, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. To get them tightened. Get them or tightened. Get new. Oh my god! For like, like those three days, you're just like sore as fuck. Awful. And they're like, yep. Pick out your new rubber band. What color rubber bands do you want? I'm, I was like, fuck, black. I don't know. I don't care. I always went for the weird ass pantyhose colored ones. Um, nude putty or whatever the color that's called. Tan. I don't know. Yeah. I, 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 went I don't for, want any of that fruit ball shit my sister had. I went for clear a couple times. My fucking sister had a different color on each tooth. And she did it, like, constantly. Dork. Yeah. What totally. a fucking... That, that's why she's a dork now. <laughs> she carries a gun, though, so... I mean, so, so do other dorks. Name one. Uh, Elliot. Elliot doesn't carry a gun. Lauren Boebert carries a gun, dude. Also, beautiful white teeth. Mm-hmm. Per- mm-hmm. There she, there yeah. she is, right behind you. Throbert. What the fuck is? Oh, this is the pizza hat. Yeah, that was a great time. <laughs> did you try it on? I did. Mine is right over here. Oh, we both got them. Yeah. Mine wouldn't even fit on my gigantic head, dude. That look at that punum. Look at that punum. This thing's sick, dude. I, I, uh, it's definitely a jour now. I kept of when I made the thumbnail for that episode. I kept. The stills of of you and I with them on, for the uh, for the thumbnail. Is that even possible? Yeah, there's, I had it on for two seconds before it flew off my head because it's too fucking tight. There's two and a half hours of episode I had to choose from. I picked a I picked a frame or two. I forget which who gave them to us. Uh, Bennett did. God damn yo, the gift table is getting fucking ridiculous over here. <laughs> the gift table. It's getting fucking ridiculous. <laughs> God damn it, dude. I meant what I said. When you just, all you got to do is just start a podcast. People give you stuff. It's fucking awesome. I mean, it's nothing. It's going to be useful. It's still cool though. But it's still fucking bitching. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then again, I say useful, but we also have a crossbow. We have flippers. They're. I mean, technically all useful. So if someone's like, "Yo, I need you to go kill like a stingray." I can just put on the flippers and take the crossbow. Bingo. Just fuck that dude up. Mm-hmm. I don't know how well an, uh, a bolt will go underwater, but. Isn't that what that they use to shoot sharks and shit? That's a harpoon. Same concept. I suppose. I don't know. That's a great question. (laughs) Will it pierce its hide? Poon. (laughs) 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 
<laughs> what a goofy name. Well, speaking of Hyde, did you see uh, Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis coming out in defense of their boy from the 70s show? Um, Hyde from um, the 70s show? Oh my God. Masterson. Danny, Danny Masterson? Yeah. No, I did not. You know what he's in trouble for, right? This, wasn't he like touching people funny or something? Uh, he raped a bunch of people. Oh boy. And they think it was covered up by Scientology. But people oh, actually man. got through, came forward. He just got sentenced to 30 years. Oh, man. On two counts of rape. And the third, I think, didn't get, he didn't get convicted or got thrown out or something. But uh, so he got sentenced to 30 years. And then Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher were like, yo, our boy, he's a good guy. Don't give him this much jail time and shit like that. And people are losing their shit. Of course. <laughs> They're think, being rape apologists. It's weird. Funny as shit that they're like, "Yo, this will this will be fine. Don't worry about it." Of all of all weird angles they've taken, <laughs> it's they've, like Scientology couldn't protect Hyde from getting arrested. They've really what the fuck. Do you think your word's gonna do? They they've really jumped the shark. I mean, they've already been in in social hot water because they don't bathe often, or don't bathe. Oh, they I also don't that. bathe their kids often, and they're anti-vaxxers too. I'm pretty sure. I think a lot of Hollywood people are anti-vaxxers. I mean, a lot of the fucking there's a lot of people that are that anti bathing shit too. It's so strange. The one word deodorant and shit like that. That uh, yeah, I don't entirely. Agree I remember with. reading shit about people bitching about working with Mel Gibson because he stunk all the <laughs> time. I just think it's funny shit that a dude that's like a leading man just smells like oniony sack. Uh, that fucking makes me so happy. He's also worth nearly a billion dollars. But kind of, but I know that. But it also kind of evens the playing field. It's like, oh yeah, he may be fucking hot as shit. But he smells like a whopper at all given points in time. Mm-hmm. So there's that downside. And he's a, also a virulent racist and anti-Semite. But you can't argue with how sick fucking the first two lethal weapons are. And uh, let's see, Apocalypto. He's done a bunch of fucking uh, great fucking movies. Braveheart. God damn. The goddamn Patriot. The Alien Shemelon one. Signs. Yep. The one where they figured out at the very end that you can kill an alien with water. water. Like, come on, dude. It's not a gremlin. Well, those are just what he acted in. Uh, his We Were Soldiers? That one makes me cry every time I say it. Really? Fuck mm. yeah, dude. She's <clears throat> brutal. Is it because the old guy's talking at the end? Mm-mm. No. It's a band of brothers. It was also... We Were Soldiers? The, it's like... It's, uh, Hacksaw Ridge? I didn't see No, that, I think that might have been Eastwood. Never mind. That was Eastwood. But um, he directed it. But um, we were soldiers. It's the, it's just a fucking Vietnam nope. movie. Nope. No, it was it was a uh, Gibson. He directed it. What? Uh, Hacksaw Ridge. Okay. Sorry. Well, anyway, uh, the part of Major Bill always made me fucking well up was in We Were Soldiers because it's half the story is the guys serving in Vietnam and the other half is the Mel Gibson's wife and all the na- ladies that live on the base. And they have the go around and pass out the letter saying your husband's dead, yada, yada, yada. So she gets like this little group together of like girls in the neighborhood that go and deliver the letters like instead of like some male clerk. And they, you know, help they'll, they'll work them through it, their tragedy and shit. And that's the shit that starts crying when it's like some girl, some lady you're like, oh, since the beginning of the movie, you've been seeing her. Then all of a sudden the girls are walking up in their driveway. It's like, oh, what's up, girls? How you doing? And they're like, heads are down. And you're like, oh, they killed her, man. They killed her. I'm like, oh. Yeah, that shit fucks me up. I could see that. And there's also there's also moments, I think, I wonder if this happened in Saving Private Ryan or not. There's a few times I cried in that one. That one, that movie's tough. Uh, with- Tom Hanks' death scene. Sorry, spoiler alert. The one and well, uh, Matt Damon, old Matt Damon at the gravesite. Uh, the old, the old guy at the gravesite shit is like, is like That's fucking guarantee. It's it's Hollywood uh, hack. It's hack at this point. But it's a layup. It's still it works. is a layup. But you show me an old man crying, I don't give a fuck what he's crying about. I'll start crying with him. Anytime that the officials or like somebody in a in a position of power has to drive up the driveway and deliver the news and. Yeah. When when the when the husband and the wife see them coming and they know what the news is, you see their heart sinks. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough moment. And in that movie, three of the four kids were killed. So yeah, three separate times. They're like, "Fuck, another one." 
It kind of makes you think. Was she just really piping out duds at the house, Mrs. Ryan? Mrs. Mm, leave. I I I blame Mr. Ryan. You think he had dud balls? <laughs> dud balls. I'm dead balls. He's dud balls. Yeah. <laughs> but because back then, <laughs> dear ver- Mrs. Ryan, all your sons are bullet sponges. <laughs> they just fucking love getting shot, dude. Well, back then, much less was put on the 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 mom. They they had to sure like raise the kid, feed it, and uh, like tend to the house and stuff. But the the man was supposed to instill strength and values and shit like that. So I blame He's always the disciplinarian and shit. I blame Mister Ryan. Well, I'm a more forward thinking person, even though it was of the time. <laughs> and I blame the woman. Stop shitting out dud kids that yeah. do nothing but fall in front of mortar fire. <laughs> like Jesus Christ! At the one point, you're like, dude. Natural selection. This family shouldn't be around. Which which one was or, the... Or they should just focus on maybe the the Ryan daughters if there was any. I don't know that there was. That's because the patriarchy wouldn't let them fight in the war. That's right. Which is bullshit, bro. They they, they would have been home uh, making supplies for the troops, but had to have four, four duds. I bet you those fucking... If they had daughters, they had ugly tits anyway. And you know what, too? If it weren't... For torrent, if if it weren't for uh, what's his name, the Christian sniper guy, Tom Hanks is oh, Barry uh, Pepper. <laughs> that motherfucker, he's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he is. Tom Hanks's leadership, uh, Tom Sizemore, and all the other good guys in that unit. The fourth Ryan boy would have been fucked mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Desti- like four, four, zero, oh for four. Uh, as far uh, as I'm concerned, part of uh, the platoon was a pussy. Platoon. Of the, no, of their platoon. Oh, gotcha. Uh, Oppum. The one that's just like a reporter. Uh, and like the fucking... You don't remember at the, at the very end, this fucking... Uh, he would have been making friends with some German dude at like a prison camp earlier. And then the same guy kind of just walked right past him because he was a pussy. He didn't want to fight. Goes up into that watchtower and stabs the other guy to death. Uh the Jewish guy, I forget his last name. In the that's the scene I was just thinking about. Yeah, I... he pushes right past Oppum. He lets him go up on his way, and he goes and stabs his boy. He, up yeah, in he the was tower. he was too fucking scared, and he couldn't. I thought I thought he passed Oppum after he killed his friend. He walked right past him. He then he came right back down, and that's, kind of was just like, huh. that's what it was. So it was. And then the same of one of this pretty much same scene, you see Barry Pepper get blown up in another watchtower, and he makes this face. He's like. And all of a sudden, it's just boom. I was like, all right, this guy was pretty cool, but then he just died making a Scooby-Doo zoinks. I was like, that's not that cool. That that dude's death in the watchtower with the, the bayonet Oh, God, slow. when he's like begging for his life. He's like, no, no, no. He's, he's like, stop, 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 stop. I'm like, slowly. Ah, shit. It just slowly comes. He's and like, it, and shh, it, Oh, that fucks and me And it up. made me hate that Oppum dude even more. Mm-hmm, and now every bitch. fucking movie I see him in, I'm like, that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I pull that shit. You should have fucking smacked him with a rock or some shit. Speaking Anything. of that type of shit, did, did, your mom's not as old as mine, but does your mom get mad at actors in TV shows or movies because they played like a heel or a villain in a movie before it? My mom only watches 20 movies. and Oh, uh, you're telling me that. <laughs> she's, she's autistic like that. She's, I'm not kidding, watches, I swear, like five movies on rotation for years at a time. That's weird. It's it's awful. But right now it's still uh, Bohemian Rhapsody is in the back is in the is in the, that the, movie the tail end. Sucks. Uh, right right now uh, it's uh, Twilight is back there. Uh, I've never seen any of those. Uh, uh, me, uh, right now she's on Meet Joe Black. Impeccable <laughs> taste in this. I one. don't know why she, they all have hot dudes in them. I guess, but. Like, she watches Meet Joe Black over and over again. I mean, that's when fucking Pitt was in his prime. 95 or 6? Yeah, yeah dude. I, 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 I tend to agree, but... But the reason I ask about the TV oh, show thing is... Uh, yeah. We were watching Law & Order there a couple of days ago, and uh, the, the, uh, pros- the other attorney was... Do you remember Die Hard El- Ellis from Die Hard? Maybe he was the dude that was doing coke with McLean's wife and shit like that, and he tries to sell out everybody to the terrorists in the beginning of the movie. The first one, yeah, the very first one, and they shoot him right in the head. I forget. 
Well, he shows up as like a lawyer in Law and Order. Regular I, Law and Order? Regular regular Law and okay. Order. Briscoe and Green Era. And he just shows up on there and she's like, oh, I hate him. I'm like, what, has he been on the show before? She's like, no, he was in, he was the bad guy, one of the bad guy's friends in Die Hard. I was like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. God like, bless. <laughs> like, I don't know if she actually thinks like all, this is all one big cinematic universe <laughs> where every movie and every TV show takes place in the same it's all relative. shared society. She's just like, oh, like. Anybody like he, this guy was a dickhead on NCIS, and then he's in a movie she's watching. God help him. My That's dad's more funny. like that than my mom. I get more stoked if it's an actor I recognize from a lot of shit. Yeah, because I can be like, "Oh, he's good." Yeah, he's a good actor. And like, I'm like, "Oh, this guy playing a villain for once? That should be interesting." I should take it like right? that. I don't be like, "He's not supposed to be a bad guy," and I was like, "Shut up." There are some guys who get typecast, though. Yeah. Appropriately. Yeah. Like, it's always due with, like, fucking facial deformities and weird looks and shit. Mm-hmm. But, or, like, yeah. a snide a snide facial structure, nose or something. Yeah. But... A furrowed brow. I don't know. I think the actor I get most excited to see in any movie I see him in, speaking of Die Hard, is Al Leong. That's who? In Die Hard, he was the token Asian terrorist. Okay. He would also play Genghis Khan in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Hmm. He was a bad guy in pretty much every 80s, 90s action movie. You just, you recognize him because he's an Asian man, but he always has the Mr. Burns hair, but he keeps it long to like the middle of his back, and he always has like a Fu Manchu goatee. I'm trying to Leong, look him up. L-E-O-N-G. Al Leong. Yeah. I guarantee you, you can name four movies you've seen him in just by looking at his picture. Oh, he's been in all kinds of shit. He's exactly. a, he's always a fuck face. Yeah. But every time I see him, I'm like, oh shit, they got Al off the bench for this one? Because <laughs> like, they're not picking like whatever random stuntman they had lying around. They're like, oh shit, let's call Al up. I mean... Steel Justice. Rapid Fire. He's been killed by just about every single like major action hero there is. Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah, boy. Big Trouble. Double Dragon. Yep. Forgot about that. Action Jackson. Nice. <laughs> Beverly Hills others. Cop 3. Uh-huh. Let's see. Showdown in Little Tokyo. Dark. Oh, <sighs> he was in Ghost. Yeah. Oh, The Ghost. Never mind. Same movie. <laughs> I, sure. <laughs> I'll agree to it like I knew what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. He was in Godzilla in 1998. He probably called it Godzilla. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. Scorpion King, Daredevil. That was an underrated movie. Gets hate for no reason. Was it the movie or the show? The movie. Huh. Movie sucked. I I liked it a lot. I hated it so much. <laughs> anyway, I heard you got some uh, things written down. I got a couple things. Yesterday, I I got this shirt. Uh, yesterday, I was with the Mox brothers. We built uh, we built Brandon and Maddie a ramp for their uh their entryway in the garage. I was like, so they can do rails too? Yeah. With some rail slides. Maddie's going to be doing sick fucking kick That's how they're going to get to and from appointments now. Yeah, she's got to roll out. <laughs> fucking roll out. Get her some soap shoes. <laughs> hey, I haven't, I've never seen anybody with a pair of soaps. I haven't since. In real life. The 90s. Or so. This, but, uh, uh Nikki was like, you're an XL, right? And I was like, yeah. And he uh, he threw the shirt and he was like, here, this was from the crash. And I was like, oh shit. Was he with him? N- no, he was. Oh. He was home. There's like, it's paint. I smelled it. It's It just smells like how, like lead paint or something. I hope it was like lead paint since that's been off the market for quite some time. Or not lead paint, but how. Uh, so you're going to tell people acrylic it's paint? You're tell people it's poo poo? It does look like poo poo. Just tell them that. Like it's poopy. I thought about cutting the sleeves off, but but it was nice you to, don't want to cut off the poo poo. Uh, them them two are contractors, like for like it's their family their family business. They build shit constantly, so they were just kind of they very, very proud of them. They threw it up in like two hours, and I did very little. Like I mostly stood around and grabbed things, but uh, they did all like the screwing and cut <laughs> cutting and fucking. All the important, all the, the the important carpentry they did. They were screwing. <laughs> they are brothers, you know. Fruits. 
brothers do get bored. Aren't they twins? Mm-mm. They're, um, Nikki is a little bit older than Ben. I've only seen the one, and I don't know which one's which. You've only you've probably only seen Nikki. Ben Ben's my age. And this dude's like heavy set too with a mm-hmm. long ass ponytail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard I heard a joke. Speaking of ponytails, today that I was like, holy fucking shit! It was Russ Maneev. Mm-hmm. He said, "How was he on that you were watching?" Uh, it, it, he was referenced in something I was listening to. Oh. And uh, uh, he, <laughs> a Russ Maneev pony. He was like, "You ever see a, a balding guy with a ponytail? It looks like all of his hair moved off his head and hung itself." <laughs> <laughs> he, he's he was funny. He was. Uh, I don't think he still does comedy. I don't know that he does either because he he just gets referenced once a year. The last time I saw him on something was the Jim Norton roast, and that was like '04. I think he popped into Roundtable a couple times. Because he's one of those Jersey comics that didn't like to leave New Jersey. Yeah, well, he must have been. Right, right. He must have been in Long Island City once or twice. Yeah, but today I called out of work just for funsies. I love it. Ballsy move. I love calling out of work for fun. You never, you never take a self care mental health day. I didn't until I started cutting meat at BJ's when I was still with them. Then I was just like, it was just so frustrating half the time being there that I'm like, you know what, I got to take a day. It's and nice. It, well, I never did it as a kid because I had, was living with both my parents, and so if you were home not doing anything. They were inventing shit for you to do, so you never got to sit still. And, like, that was true with, like, snow days and shit when I was a kid. But it lasted, like, into my 30s. Like, even when I was, like, paying money to them, mm-hmm. they still had, like, all these projects they wanted to do. I'm like, dude, can I just have a day off? Man. And that just didn't happen, so I just stopped. I never... I've called out maybe twice because I was actually sick. And then, other than that, I worked every day I could, unless I had requested off, like for to play a show or to go mm-hmm. on tour, or whatever. And so I started working for BJ's, and I think I took three days where I was just like, I'm not going in. Mm-hmm. My my move was always to request off the day after a show, because yeah, same. If I work, I can always get to the show at some point, yeah, in, on in a timely manner. But I want the recovery day. But no, I, I, I Mel had me start doing it because she she'll call out for for any fucking reason i mean she has a girl so oh my tummy hurts today my cramps are bad yeah 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 whatever and i used to fucking yeah i used to work the day of the show go play the show then work the next morning all the time yeah i burned the candle for years yes so now i start if i have it available to me i love calling out just for fun like today the thing is, like, they always gave, at BJ's, they gave us a choice, like, do you want to use, just take a day, or do you want to use PTO? I will mostly, lo- so I most likely. The day. Most li- Sometimes I'll like, take the day, but. It's like, I'll take the hit. Because I was making money hand over fist work for them. Okay. Well, when I, when I worked, uh, like, when I worked in the kitchen, I would always take PTO, because I had, mm. when I worked at Whole Foods, you got P, like, back then, you accrued PTO like a motherfucker, especially if you were there for a couple of years. I did when I cut me to shop right. Like you would start like first like first day you immediately have fourteen days for the year. Yeah. PTO. But that shit accrues and it was also if you don't if you don't use it, you don't lose it. So I had PTO on top of PTO back then. Before I started working at supermarkets, I never had paid time off at any of the jobs. I was always working restaurants and you never got anything. Mm-hmm. I started working at 13, though, so like they couldn't even technically have me on the books to give me right. PTO, so that was just a different thing. Large, but, largely, I would yeah. take the hit until later in life. I'm like, no. Nah. I, I rarely used PTO. R- same. Unless so, it was uh, to go tour or something like that. Other than that, like I would always just take the option to get cashed out at the end of the year. Yeah, and touring, which I don't do anymore. Yeah. I don't go on... I can't afford to go on a vacation. Yeah, so it's like, what? I'm just going to go... And like yeah, he's like okay, I can go sit at home. I love for a that. Week. Sounds fuck. I I have after, done that after two days. I'm bored as fuck. Nah, well, maybe in a, in a different household, sure. But yeah. I've I I took a staycation last year. It was fucking fantastic. I did uh, one of the years I was still living on my own. 
and it was pretty great. But after like day four, I was ready to fucking climb the walls. Same, like a. Uh, but just to spend that like the first day, I didn't put pants on at all, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah, okay, this is awesome. Shit rules. When I went to Ohio for the um, the Sango Sugar Bog record releases, I took off the Friday before, and I took off the entire week after we got back because it was a weekend of shows that Year of the Knife actually also played. And when I got back, uh, we got back super, super early Sunday morning at like 5 o'clock from driving. Yeah. And, and same thing, like Monday, I was fucking chilling. Tuesday, not a care in the world. Wednesday, I was like, yeah, I need to... I'm gonna get a couple things done. Thursday, I was like, "All right, this is pretty." Uh, I'm, I, 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 I was excited to get back at it and get back to work because, I, I was, I, I, I understood people who sit around and don't do jack shit and either collect unemployment or disability or whatever. I'm like, I, I could not wrap my head around their lives. I can if, if someone seriously is. I know a lot of people that are just gaming the gaming the system and just not working and collecting unemployment and benefits and shit like that. But they also always have something else going on in their lives, even if it's just a hobby. So it's something that they stay busy with, you know, outside of actually working. It's the people that don't go to work and just stay home the entire time. I'm like, you have something wrong that you need to talk about to somebody. Or you are the most boring person in the entire world. Seriously, I could not wrap my head I mean, around. There was how... times where I, between jobs, when I was collecting unemployment, and I was, that's when I did most of my touring. I was like, "Well, I got time off. I'm getting paid. Let's go on tour." Exactly. I could not wrap my conceptualize and wrap my head around people who sit around every day for their lives and do nothing. Like not even like shit. Like reading a book. Learning no. to do something, but just watching TV. Oh, TV is the worst. If you're uh, if you took off like two weeks to sit and play video games, I can understand that. That shit's fun. If you got a good game or two, you're yeah, getting through. You can sing into definitely, yeah. I could definitely but see that. Other than that, fuck, dude. No, they, like, I know people that actually have done that. Like, like a new video game will come out, and they will take off that week of work to sit home and play it for a week. That's a pretty solid idea. I gotta say. I'd do it now if I could afford to do it. And I knew I wouldn't be fucking someone else over if I did it. I'd fucking love to do that. You'd play something other than Fallout 4? No, I'd play Fallout 4. <laughs> Until I eventually buy the new Xbox and I can play Starfield. What is Starfield? Uh, the same maker people that made Fallout made a outer space game. Oh. So. I've but got- I gotta buy the new generation of the console to play it. And mm-hmm. I don't have 500 bucks to just... To burn like that. Yeah, same. I've been I've been holding out for a PS5 for a while because I'm waiting for Skate 4 to come out or the new GTA. By the time that happens, you'll probably have PS6. Well, I'll get that too yeah. then. <laughs> but when uh, my PS4 took a shit because the only game that I would play was GTA 5. And like my, my PS4 got this random shit going on with it where you had to... In order to clear it, you had to update it. Yeah. But you could, like, because of the nature of the update, you couldn't do it online. Normally, with an Xbox or a PS, like, PlayStation, you can just download the update from Wi-Fi yeah. and do it automatically. But, be, again, because of the nature of the update, like, something got corrupted or something, and it was like, you have to do it with a flash drive. And I cannot tell you how many hours I spent trying to figure out where to get the correct download file it's it's not as simple as put the put the file on the flash drive Take plug the, yeah. plug the flash drive in and then start the update it was a whole different process and i could not figure it out Fuck that so shit. i haven't played my ps4 in like a year and a half and i've been like i've been up and down on whether i want to buy another one or not but i'm just like trade it in and use that towards a ps5 i i'd get what 20 dollars for it it doesn't work i don't know they don't know that they will find out. Does it turn on? It does technically turn on, but they would, ha- they would, ha- they would still probably have to test it in order. Do you think to tr- Second Charles is really testing it? They plug it in to see if it turns on. I don't know, but again, I'm just, I'm just holding out for a PS5. That's what I'm saying. Use it to pay a portion off of your PS5. 
Anyway, know. this is boring. Yeah. Anyway. But I also wanted to talk about the fact that we've been podcasting for a year. Yeah. How crazy is that shit? Kind of flew by, right? I'm surprised it lasted. Or is lasting? Yes. More so? I'm surprised it's gone this long. Well, a couple things. I, I... was like three months is going to be tired of my shit. Nah. Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> a couple things, though, like... A, uh, I never expected to start a podcast that had, like, the guest angle. Like, obvious, like... You did that on Thank You for Your Services. A little bit. All the best episodes were guest-driven, for sure. But this, like, our show, I figured we could easily do, like, something. But the fact that we don't just do a show about nothing is one of the reasons that probably keeps it going. We have structure, actually. We have, uh, like, bits that we will do, as well as pepper in just nonsense. Well, the reason I came up with all the bits was, uh, though I do love podcasts, uh, more than anything, I was ripping off Conan O'Brien and David Letterman. Because my first, like, comedy that, you know, I liked was always those two guys' shows. It was just so goofy, random, and absurd. You're like, fuck yeah, this rule. So I kind of went into it like that. Because I'm like, also, like you said, the podcast about nothing. If both one or both of your hosts or however many you have aren't super, super interesting, how long can it last? It, yeah. And before uh, people are like, all right, we've heard, like, I've like, like I said, I've been friends, like Matt will tell you, he's been friends with me for like two decades. He knows all my stories by now. And my life isn't that crazy that I have a new story every day. Dave well, was... knows all my stories by now. So it's like, after a certain amount of time, it's like, all right, we all know everything Dennis has to say. We know everything Tom has to say. Now what? Mm-hmm. Did you want to, like, podcast of us sitting around? It's like, well, so, uh, uh, sandwich? You know, or something <laughs> like that. And it's like, fuck that. Like, this way we get to learn shit off a guest. Mm-hmm. We get to plug and promote cool shit things and we get to like meet and hang out with people for the, sometimes for the first time. Yeah. I've done it many times yeah. now for the first time. Yeah. Same. And it's, uh, so that's interesting. Also never saw myself as like a video editor or like clip maker type of guy, but yeah. I threw, I jumped in <laughs> head first by default since I don't know how most technology works. Well, I just wanted it. Like, also, how many times have I handed you my cell phone? Is like, do this. <laughs> at least how did this work. At least twice. I'd have Matt turn up the brightness on my uh, oh my lock god screen because I didn't know how I had turned it to dim. <laughs> and he's just like, oh yeah. I'm like, all right. You pull down from the corner and slide it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I had no fucking clue. Dude, I jumped from an iPhone six to a fucking whatever this thing is. And yeah. Well, I I didn't see a us doing things like that, but I wanted it. Like we, we've made this show. Like, I mean, we say it all the time. We're really good at this. Mm -hmm. It's true because we, uh, we are both podcast. We're both fans of podcasts. So we can, we, we can't help but pay attention to what works for, for things in general. So I was like, well, the, I want more listeners ideally. Sure. And, uh, like, obviously, they put clips out. Got to figure out how to do that. Figured it out. I've somewhat got it down now, but there's always, uh, again, there's always room for improvement. Yeah. I learned how to set the camera and make it not look grainy anymore. And just, like, things. World's smallest camera. <laughs> I pointed to the old camera. <laughs> I, it's there for backup. Yeah. I'm still using two, just in case. I, I use it as eye reference with the occasion that I do it. But also... uh the reason I wanted to do, I said we got to have some sort of segment and shit too, is sometimes you're going to bring in a guest that you think is a very interesting person because you're interested in like their comedy or you're interested in their music. Or, or you like do. them. Yeah. And you're just like, all right, this could be a good conversation. And then you get them in here and it's like one word answers. Getting information out of them is just fucking impossible. So this way it gets them more mentally engaged with the podcast, whether it's like playing, is it Euro or IFD challenge or whatever mm-hmm. it is, it gets them, it gets them like more involved in it. And from that, all of a sudden they get in a more talking mode. You know what I mean? 
And then that will probably help you when you go in back in to answer or ask them like actual questions. It also has them walk away from the experience being like, I didn't, I, I hear this all the time from, from guests that we bring down who aren't like our direct friends. They'll be like, I didn't know what to expect coming into this, but I had fun. <laughs> yeah. The whole point of this show is for our guests to have fun yeah. with us. So when they say that, it makes me feel good. Well, can you figure that. all the podcasts they've probably done or, or not done or, or not that, but there's also ones they have done. Like, all right, say you're in a band, you're going to get like, Who's in your band? What do they do? When did you start? What made you start? Who are your influences? Who are your influences? What bands were in before? And comedians is like, so, when did you decide you wanted to be a comic? Yada, yada, yada. How is the open mic So, instead of that, we'll dive into like, all right, what you've been up to recently? Yeah. But, also, fuck that. Here's some funny news. Here's some shit that Dennis wrote down when he was stoned. Here's something about European bands and, you know, guess this lyric and shit like that. So it's just like, it, it it's kind of like, I'd, I wanted it to be like a breath of fresh air for them to not have to answer the same. Like, even though a lot of like people in bands are egotistical after a while, you get tired of telling your origin story. God, yeah. Yeah. It's like five dickheads, like, like the same shit. So they decided to start a band and they were a band. Mm-hmm. That's all it all boils down to. It's never anything super interesting. Like, well, I was blowing this guy once, and he was like, you have really strong forums. Do you perhaps play bass? And I was like, yes, I do. As do you a matter also, of fact. Do you love Hatebreed? Like them. You know, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> they decided to start a band. I had a practice space, and yeah. next thing you know. <laughs> then you find the one dickhead that has good equipment. Then you find the one dickhead that has some sort of SUV or a van. He has access to a van, yep. And then you find the dickhead that has a basement, and that's it. You've had a band. And maybe two people in the band actually want to play music that they're playing. Even less common, like, oh, we went to we went to high school together. We've oh, known yeah. each other. No, most of the time, like, well, at least in my latter years, like, every band I've ever been in is because I'm friends of, of friends of friends, or a friend is like, I'm st- I want I want to do a thing like this band I'm already in, but it's a little different. Like, I want to do this. It also sounds like this, as opposed to. The, their other bands and shit. It's not often. I've had more luck with it in my older years. Like when I was younger, it's like the the bands you start, you don't get the best guitar player for the job. You get the one guy you know who plays guitar. Mm-hmm. You get the one guy you know who plays guitar worse than him so you can make him play bass. <laughs> and then you find the one guy who you think you can convince his mom to buy him a drum set. Yeah. So nobody's ever going to be on the same page musically because A... Your own musical taste is not mature yet. You're still figuring out what you like and what you want to do. And then the other people in the band's all on the fucking way different wavelength than you. Whereas if you're like a hardcore kid or a Hessian or into like pop music, whatever, you're going to meet people at shows. Now, if they're at the same shows as you, you can assume they're in the somewhat of the same music as you. And as you see them over the course of multiple weekends a month and shit, you're like, you get to know the person. You get to know if you can jive with them on, they're, like, not only, like, playing music, but also being around them more often. Well, they're also, yeah. also, they're they're showing up to and buying admission to shows that you're also at. So you've yeah. got that commonality, too. Yeah, so it's like, okay, so now I'm not instead of settling for the only guy who knows but plays guitar, I can, I can right now cherry pick from a huge group of people I know who are very talented musicians and pick out the ones that I know would be the best fit for what I want to do. And that applies to, you know, guitar, uh, bass, and shit. Drums, not really, because there's only like five of you motherfuckers in the world at any given time. Mm-hmm. So, so it's weird. just like, once you get older, and and then once you get even older, you've known these people, instead of being like for a couple months from going to shows, you've known them for decades. And even more, you know, what you're getting into, if you can handle that person on a regular basis. And it's just, you know, you get the best person for the job and you best hang for your buck mostly. Yeah. Or are they complete idiots who can't like, who couldn't handle like the responsibilities of a band or yeah, like, like they can't travel or they don't like traveling and shit or they just don't want to do anything. There's lazy. Yeah. Yeah. There's been, there's people I could have picked for every band I've done recently where there's a better person for the job as far as skill. But it's like, 
that person's also boring as fuck, doesn't want to do anything, and I can't seem to be around them for more than four hours, so that ain't going to fucking work. Sometimes you luck out and it is the best musician amongst them, but you got once you get older, you got to settle and per- you got to go for personality just as much as skill. Yeah, because being in a band is being in a relationship with four or five mm-hmm. people. There's a reason why not a lot of bands break up amicably. <laughs> it's because after a certain amount of time, you're just tired of each other's shit. Exactly. So every once in a while, you'll get a text on your birthday being like, yo, I also quit. (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's funny about Iron Price is one of the first bands I was actually the only band I was in that broke up amicably where all five of us still talk to each other. Drowse is like that, too. Yeah. Like we just one day, one somebody decided they had enough. And yeah, I was pissed off for like a couple of months. But then I'm like, you know what? I've known Travis since I was like 20. It's like, I know why he quit. I understand why he quit. He was t- I know I'm a pain in the ass to be with, be around. And I know he has children. So I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. You're just beyond it. But it's the first one that broke up. Everybody still gets along. Yeah, everyone's doing other shit. Our fucking band uh, group check is still going. It's most. It's all shit talk, but it fucking rules. I love the band group chat. Oh, I love it. I love it, dude. It's like the best shit talk you'll ever have in your entire life. It was, it was a reason. It, it would be a reason for me, Evan, Bafalco, and Wyatt to talk. Wyatt talks. Yes, every once in a while he'll oh, chi- he'll chime in the group chat with not often, but he'll chime in the group chat with something hilarious in all in all lowercase and just be like, "Oh, oh that so Wyatt, that Wyatt, so mysterious, so so tall, dark, and handsome, so and mysterious, so swarthy and spooky." Yeah, <laughs> that Dutch fuck. Yeah, but it, yeah, every once in a while you'll get the, like, we don't talk every day, mm. the old Iron Price guys, but every once in a while something will pop up in the group chat, and be like, you remember this kid from this town, look what he's doing right now, and it's just us fucking clowning just, some rando. Yeah, look at this motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking great. Like, I'm not worried about people ever leaking conversations I've had with girls over texts or DMs. But if they... But if some <laughs> band group chats get out... <laughs> I'm finished. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, dude, yeah. <laughs> when I'm not even worried about like, cause there's nothing like super crazy. Well, it's not like you just find out that I'm like a fucking violent racist psychopath and a sex offender or anything like that. But you will find out how f- fucking stupid <laughs> and just fucking insensitive I am. <laughs> like you'll find out how mean I really am, but yeah, it's nothing like criminal. Yeah. But, dude, no one would ever talk to me again. Yeah. (laughs) On personality alone. (laughs) I'm surprised people do now. But, dude, old old band tags, like, Jesus Christ. I was once, like, after I got hurt at This Is Hardcore, I I got put into a group chat with 30 people. Ugh. And it was so much fun. (laughs) It was right when, like, when, when group texting... Or group uh, iMessaging was like a big oh, okay. thing. And you could actually turn off the alerts so your phone wouldn't be like, your screen wouldn't be lighting up every fucking yeah, two I seconds. I don't know how to do that. It's great. But you could like, you could just check on the group chat like once a day and be like, yeah. who was talking about what today? Fire memes, like arguments. It was, it was great. We but ha- if that got leaked, <laughs> there was 29 people that would be fucking... Th- 27 people that would be finished for other reasons. I was part of, I was actually still am part of one. It's uh, not through text. It's through uh, Facebook Messenger. And uh, Mario, who runs Upstate Records, shout out Mario. Uh, he, was re- he was, Iron Price was part of his label. And he had this thing where he wanted to be treated as a family. So, so. <laughs> this, this gigantic uh, mass messaging group that we had was like one to two people from every band on the roster. And it was funny as shit because mm. all the bands he had from the Northeast, we all knew each other and knew each other really well. Mm-hmm. It was like us. It was a uh, descent, like gloves off departed. And we all saw each other on like a weekly basis. Sure. So it would be our little inside jokes and us just fucking making awful fun of each other. And then you watch all the bands that are from the West Coast, <laughs> the South, or other areas. They're just like, what the fuck? Like, 
He just called his friend a fucking pussy, and then they're going to go on tour together and shit like that. And, like, <laughs> they didn't know how to handle We would just roast each other completely. Who, who is this Wild Steve they keep talking about? Wild Steve did get brought up. And there's a couple, there's another uh, person, I'm not going to name, he's from Long Island, that has a similar situation. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it was just like, they didn't know how to handle us just roasting the shit out of each other. Dude, East Coast friendships are different. I remember one of the first times in there, uh, it was like, because we had just got added to the label, and it was uh, Ray. No, it was Mike from, uh, it wasn't Full Blown Chaos. What the fuck's his new band? Uh, Brick by Brick. I've known him for a long time through just playing in bands and shit. And they're like, everybody welcome Dennis and Matt from Iron Price to the group chat. You know, they just joined a label. You and Matt? Yeah, they added. Matt, they added. All and, right. uh, Come on. And the first thing that was said to us was like, what's up, gay bitches? And I'm like, oh, yeah. hey. It's like, oh, hey, Mike. And everybody's just like, oh. I was like, no, <laughs> I've known this guy since the fucking 90s. It's like, it's fine. <laughs> I love us. I, there's nothing I love than like an off-color greeting to a friend. A well, true no, friend. Apparently, they don't do that outside of this area. No, I guess not. Because like, one, <laughs> I walked up on a group one time, and like, I addressed my my friend first. And I was like, "Yo, what up, stupid?" Yeah. And they're like, "What the fuck?" One of the funniest reactions <laughs> I think I ever got of anything was I went out with punishment. They played Chicago. I just went just to go hang, mm-hmm. something to do. Road dog, yeah, yeah. And it was uh, Arlington Heist, which was yeah now the rumble or whatever and i ran into somebody i knew from ohio and the first thing i did was walked up and I, we would always go to shake hands and then we would just nut check each other <laughs> just like us like a, <laughs> just a little just like here to hear slap uh-huh. but still you put enough knuckle behind it you can fuck your boy's balls up uh, yeah so we were just like hey what's up man Ba-bap! and we, we both like just tandem nut checked each other and we were both just like oh like you're like like he hit me so hard I wanted to vomit. Like he hit me in the ball so hard. Oh man. And then we're just fucking laughing and like also moaning and, and like terror on the floor. People are just like, what the fuck? They they're like yeah. everyone else is like clearly they hate each other, right? And and we're like, nah, couldn't be better. And any band that would come through that was like from anywhere I'd say west of like Ohio was just like you guys call each other fairies and cocksuckers and pussies and bitches and then you hug i'm like yeah what do you guys do like we say hello <laughs> how you doing i'm like oh you say so you're boring the <laughs> when when i was on tour with drown the, the the like texas like texas people are a little different already oh yeah so like they they all luck i was lucky they could all hang yeah so they all got me right away but everywhere we went everywhere we went they would be doing the same they'd be horrified especially in the midwest and like the north the northwest too <laughs> we made waves everywhere because we were a chaotic and b like very mean to every each other in in my in my day in delaware one thing that we all prided ourselves on and it actually it was pretty much the same in uh baltimore and philadelphia too is heckling your friends bands hmm. And, you know, just heckling each other and just being shitty each other in between songs, just yelling at them. And out-of-town bands would just look at us like, oh, this is going to be a terrible show. They're going to heckle us. They're going to fucking beat us up or whatever. And that just normally wouldn't happen. Yeah. You just wouldn't heckle them because you don't know them. You don't know them. Yeah. But everybody else, like, the bands, like, you play with every weekend, you're just like, hey, there, Francis, or just some, some dumb shit like that. And people are like, what the hell is... This is weird. I'm like, sorry. Like like being at a rock bottom show and being like, soup's on. Yeah. <laughs> we played uh, a lot of shows with this band called Repercussion from uh, Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. And I remember we played with them down and it was in uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. It was us and them and Powerhouse and I think Punishment. And we, just by heckling, got Repercussion. To, they had the, a hit song called sealed with a fist it was like their closer their fucking nice moshy song whatever we got them to play that three times in one set <laughs> just by yelling it out between songs like this next song we're like see with a fist like we just played it like see with a fucking fist. we just kept doing it over and over again drowning out the next song so like fine we'll play it again they played it again <laughs> and then as soon as it was done run it back and just shit like that and just jesus 
heckling and people are just like Virginia kids are just like what the why <laughs> all confused and yeah. southern it was fun well it's it's been an hour let's let's call it yeah this let's time re- we will see you in the next Patreon episode which we might be wearing the same exact clothes in I'm not gonna tell you why yeah but uh thanks for listening thanks for being a patron uh do us a favor share the clips tell your friends we love you and we'll see you soon I'll hit the intro music <laughs> Wow, <laughs> wow,